0: Aloha from Maui, Hawaii. It's Michael Benner, your host for the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School. Heard every Sunday here at 1 o'clock Pacific, 4 Eastern time. And uh, thanks very much for joining us. Whether you're live or perhaps listening to the streaming replay at theagelesswisdom.com or by podcast. In any event, it's good to have you with us for the next few minutes. We're going to talk this week about really the foundations of the Buddhist philosophy known as the Four Noble Truths and uh, I'll give you in this free forum a little introduction to the concept and then we'll do a meditation exercise and uh, wrap it up in about uh, 25 minutes or so and then for those of you who would like the in-depth training you can make sure you're enrolled in the premium training and that begins at 1.30 Pacific Time, 4.30 in the East, and goes for about 90 minutes. And there's a small fee for that, a tuition that you can pay at theagelesswisdom.com. The W is dot theagelesswisdom.com. Just uh, click on Enter when you get there. Click on Webinars, and then the premium training. And it's all pretty clear. Again, thanks for being with us today for the free forum. Appreciate it very much, and uh, it's always good to hear from you also. You can write to me anytime you'd like. Send me an email at my initials mb, Michael Benner, like Mary Baker, at theagelesswisdom.com mb at theagelesswisdom.com Love to get your email. I read it personally and will be happy to respond to you personally and to answer any questions you may have or respond to your comments. Always good to hear from you. I got an email from Thailand this week and a couple of weeks before from Japan and we just had, I mentioned this last week, uh, a couple of young women in Australia uh, join our social net at the Ning dot com and I mean doesn't really matter where in the world you are but I just get such a kick out of knowing that unlike radio <laughs> where you're sort of limited to a 80 or 90 mile radius we're now available all around the world and uh, as yet we probably had more listeners uh, just in Los Angeles County when I was on the radio but I care more about the quality of the listener than the actual quantity, and to know that there's people looking for this kind of information. They're not looking for one particular religion or one particular philosophy. They want an overview and a comparative philosophical view of all the religions and all the philosophical traditions with a little psychology and some anthropology and sociology and and education all thrown in and that's what I do. My background, as most of you know, is that of a journalist, and that's how we approach this. So it's really a no nonsense approach and uh I I really enjoy having this opportunity every Sunday to be with you. Hope you can join us live, but whether you listen to the podcast or the stream afterwards or join us live, whatever best serves you, that's fine with me. Today, following up on last week's introduction and overview to Eastern philosophy, I'm going to do a program about the Four Noble Truths. We'll do the in depth training beginning in about 20 minutes or so. And. Uh, You can enroll for that at theagelesswisdom.com under premium training. But here for the free intro, I'd like to outline what we're going to do, tell you a little bit about the Four Noble Truths, and then we'll do a meditation exercise. That's the feature, really, of this class, this Mystery School class every week, is a free meditation. And if you stick around, if you enroll... and and join us for the premium training, well, you can consider this meditation a kind of an opening meditation, as my teachers used to say, opening focus. So in any event, uh, happy that you're here. The Four Noble Truths of Buddhism, I think, to, uh, again, we've got some people that are very knowledgeable, and some people that know virtually nothing, and I want to address all of you to the best of my ability. So let me begin just by saying that, in my view, Buddhism is not a religion. It's more of a philosophy. In fact, it's closer to psychotherapy than religion, I think. It's got some principles of personal responsibility and accountability that most people only encounter if they get into therapy, Some sort of counseling, or if you're really into self-help books, if you like uh, self-improvement and personal development and uh, those kinds of books and inspirational works, you're probably familiar with how empowering it is to accept responsibility for your life, to stop blaming other people. To stop making excuses for what's wrong in your life or what's not good enough in your life. And by abandoning blame, I don't mean only of other people, but abandoning the concept of self-blame as well. You haven't improved if you go from holding others responsible to blaming yourself to accept responsibility and accountability for your life is not to criticize or blame yourself or focus on your faults or even to see them as faults but to understand that you are a student of life whatever your age whatever your formal education to date you will always be a student every good teacher knows that he or she is also a student If you ever encounter a teacher who does not feel that they're a student or say that they're still learning, I would say beware of that teacher if they think they have arrived. I I have (laughs) a lot of trepidation when I encounter any teacher that calls themselves a master. I think it's arrogant and contrary to the principles of humility that are necessary for a true identity of who you are. Um, Maybe Jesus was a master, and Buddha was a master. Uh, I'm sure there are others who have arrived at a level of mastery, but they don't call themselves master. And so anybody who is in that's the word the theosophists use for all of this, glamour. It's it's emotional distortion to believe you're some great master or that you could arrive at some destination called enlightenment. This is a process, gang. Um, as soon as you think you have arrived at some degree of enlightenment, life's going to bite you on the butt and serve you up some negative situation that humbles you and brings you to your knees or certainly should bring you to your knees as long as we're in form as long as we are incarnated as mortal creatures human beings we're going to have our faults and our failures and our weaknesses so much for that I don't want to dwell on them today but it occurs to me to mention, as we talk about Buddhism as a philosophy, really more than a religion or a kind, as I said, a kind of a, a psychotherapy, really an approach to self-improvement. And uh, the Four Noble Truths begin with the idea that all of us are going to suffer in life. Uh, this is represented in Christianity and esoteric approaches or mystical approaches to Christianity by Christ being nailed to the cross, right? The first of the four noble truths in Buddhism is that life is suffering, that everything that is alive, everyone who is alive, has suffered and will suffer, even if you're not suffering now, you will, that... uh, birth is suffering Uh, um, sickness i had a cold this week i don't know that i suffered but i was uncomfortable still a little stuffy uh but there are some serious diseases and illnesses that can cause you to suffer aging involves suffering death for many people some die silently easily peacefully in their sleep but many people suffer tragically uh, before they die it's not that death itself is suffering but often what leads up to it can be filled with suffering and the fifth type of suffering is anxiety uh, negative emotions all of which are rooted in fear and Buddha described these as the five factors of individuality. You're an individual. You're a human being. You have been separated by incarnation from your source and now appear to live in a separated body, in a world of separated forms, and that can be very lonely. And you're going to have fear as a result of being separated from the oneness from the spiritual ocean of life. Those fears give rise to all kinds of anxiety, to despair, to the fear of fear itself, to loneliness and isolation, to to hatred and to anger and, and hostility and vengeance and greed and this whole variety of anxiety-based emotional feelings. So besides the negative feelings, there is birth and death, there is aging and disease, those five factors. That's, that's a pretty good summary of the first noble truth that life is suffering. The second noble truth is that aside from the argument that much of this cannot be avoided, if you're going to be born, you're going to die, at least in the sense of being a fleshy, mortal human being in form, a material being, you're going to die. And it's likely you're going to get sick, so let me grant you the argument that some suffering is unavoidable. But Buddha sort of said, you know, life is what you make it. And the second noble truth is that majority of suffering in your life is rooted in your desire for things to be other than they actually are. It's not that you want things to be different. It's when you need them to be different, when you need other people to change in order for you to be happy. You've set yourself up for that suffering. When you need, you believe, money to solve your problems oh if only i had a little more money you're ignoring the fact that very wealthy and prosperous people have problems that money can't solve in fact their problems often have to do with having money and a fear of losing the money they have so money is no solution certainly at this point in our lives at this stage in human evolution That ought to be obvious to us. And I think it is, that money can't buy you love, or peace, or happiness. I think it is obvious to the vast majority of people, but a lot of people will say, well, it's still way ahead of whatever is second best. I'll settle for more money in the meantime. Uh, How do we get to that peace of mind? That's the third noble truth, that suffering can be ended. Right? So the first noble truth, life is suffering. The second noble truth, we set ourselves up for the suffering by our desire nature, by our attachments, by our addiction to separated things and our desire for things to be other than they are. The third noble truth, we can stop desiring. We can transcend needing things to always be different than they are. We could look at things as they actually are. We can learn to mindfully pay attention to the moment that's unfolding in front of us. And that's where we find reality and become um, cognizant of the fact that most of our lives, until that point of mindfulness, has been wasted by distractions from the past and fears of the future we live most of us very small percentage of our life right here and right now most of it is imagined most of our life is invented and imagined memory living in the past or thinking about the past your memory is in your imagination you're pretending and your fears of the future are all in your imagination none of it's real so, all of the fear and anxiety in your life is basically invented. There's very little real danger. People talk about oh, terrorism, and you know you're more likely to fall in your bathroom. you're more likely to die from what you eat or from other bad habits than to have a terrorist blow you up. It's just not real. It's imagined uh fear is a nightmare any fear in life is basically a bad dream and we lie to ourselves. And then the fourth noble truth is the way out, which is the noble eightfold path. And that's essentially right understanding, learning the nature of reality and the truth about life, right aspiration which is making a commitment to living in such a way that you can really transcend suffering. You don't have to buy into it. Right effort, which is no excuses. Stop BSing yourself and other people. Right speech, saying the truth. You don't lie, you don't BS, you don't pump yourself up and try and impress other people. Number five is right conduct which is really living a life that is consistent with your values, walking your talk, so to speak. Six is right livelihood. That means you have to, in your attempt to make a living to earn your way through life, you got bills to pay, so you have to do that in accord with your principles. Don't hurt other people. You, know, you can't complain that the air and the water is dirty if you're in an industry that poisons the air and the water seven is right mindfulness this is a value uh, that I just mentioned of living in the moment and not judging uh, not desiring things to be different but instead of saying this is good this is bad I wish it were this way just watch it unfold moment to moment that mindfulness And eight, very similar, right concentration, which is expanding your awareness through meditation to a more complete understanding of what's really happening right here and right now. We'll talk about this in depth in the premium training that follows in about eight or nine minutes. So uh, join us for that if you can. And in any event, let's do a quick little Opening focus, a little meditation exercise here. If you just get comfortable and do a couple of head rolls and some shoulder shrugs and take a nice slow, deep breath, meditation in all of its many, many forms is basically telling the brain that you're safe. It's usually run by the ego, which is fear-based always looking out for danger and inventing danger when it can't find any so you need (laughs) to change things you need to tell the brain you're safe with a slow breath or two uh, a feeling of relaxation and closing your eyes these are three messages that you must be safe if you were in danger your eyes would be open and You'd be breathing rapid and shallow breaths and your muscles would be all tense and wound up. So to close your eyes and breathe and feel the letting go is to reassure the brain. Just like when you go to sleep. Except instead of becoming unconscious, you float between wide awake and sound asleep. In a place of narrow awake, gently focused effortlessly on many teachers suggest your breathing so just bring your attention gently to the bottom of your nose and watch yourself breathe and notice that you could consciously decide at any time to take another nice slow deep breath ah that feels so good but you can also allow the body to breathe itself in which case you simply watch at the very point where breath enters and leaves the body the bottom of the nose simply watch the body breathe itself just like the waves rolling in on the shore and collapsing and then draining back out to sea. that ebb and flow is in the in-breath and the out-breath of allowing your body to breathe itself. Sometimes we use visualization. Sometimes we use positive affirmation and repeat silent suggestions of a positive nature to ourselves like every day and every way I'm getting better and better and better say that to yourself silently and internally every day in every way I'm getting better and better and better then breathe into that ah and repeat it every day in every way better and better and feel it, believe it reorient yourself allow that to be the truth life supports me in healing in growing in developing my understanding if I stand humble and receptive of the wisdom, I get better and better every day in every conceivable way and then when you're done after ideally 10 or 15 minutes of this take another nice slow deep breath and as you exhale ah, uh, open your eyes wide awake, back on the room feeling fine and your whole day will be better as a result so there's a little introduction to the Four Noble Truths and a little meditation exercise for you. We'll have a different topic and a somewhat different exercise for you every Sunday at 1 o'clock Pacific. And hopefully you'll be able to join us at the premium training just three or four minutes from now. If you haven't yet enrolled, just go to theagelesswisdom.com, the W's dot the Ageless Wisdom. Dot com. Click on enter webinars and premium training. You can sign up with your bank card for a single class or for a term or a full year if you want a really deep discount. And we'll see you over at that URL. It'll be on the thank you page with the password you need. We'll see you over there in a few minutes. Always available by replay on demand, just like this. And this one's podcast, too. Thanks for being here. Aloha from Maui. As always, be gentle, love life, and take care of each other. This is Michael Bender.